Okay, so folks can probably tell we had some trouble with Phoenix Kaliter's microphone. So uh, after that, after we ended this episode, I'm going inside the um, the equipment and checking her channel for um, any electrical errors. Basically taking what I've learned from being a blue collar worker and I'm just going to apply it to fixing these issues with the microphone that Phoenix Kalita was on. Sorry about that, folks. Her vocals are incredibly low and there's a lot of air in the mix coming out of her microphone. All right, talk fury, talk furiously. And we put the clips on these shorter episodes and uh, little mix episodes that go into the regular wine cellar feed. But the full uncut talk fury is always uh, linked up on the uh, the patreon.com slash wine cellar media fund. And it is publicly posted. You don't have to um, be a, a paid subscriber to uh, access the episode it's public it's there i just put them there so that while you're there playing the record record you might be like hey i'll throw a buck at it all right thank you book live right there everyone's showing up my decibels are coming in phoenix cleaters in front of her microphone yes stuffing my face because i'm hungry yes. er- eric is coming through Ooh. cool uh, Chelsea Springler's coming through cool. Everybody looks cool but me. That's all right. It's all right. Me and my my Goodwill shirt from 2007 or so. Oh my God, Man, I, I I'll make two dollars fucking stretch. <laughs> <laughs> so many of my clothes are Goodwill and resale shops from over a decade ago. I will make that two ninety nine three forty nine fucking stretch. Mm-hmm. And I might, I, and I, you know what? I might do one of those uh, ten-year challenge things for funsies because I do like um, when I got that iPod Touch when I was twenty-seven, and I was like, "Is this what people do? They take the selfie?" And it was literally like me in the bathroom at this shirt. And right now I'm thirty-seven with the same shirt, so yeah, I should probably like redo that pose and do a side by side. Yeah, super fun. All right, so Facebook is live and Talk Fury is on. Everybody's here. I'm sending this over to Fury real quick to make sure it's on all our platforms. Everyone can see our faces. Yeah. Yeah, it looks cool. Looks hip. Hip. Nobody says hip. Yes, I I did. He's making it hip. He's making it hip again to say hip. Right, yeah, <laughs> okay. squared, yo. What the fuck was the other one? Wait, which one? Hop. I no, but I was like, don't. I was on. The, we were on a podcast. I was like, don't fucking say that. That's ridiculous. And somebody DM'd me on Twitter, but just said whatever the fucking phrase was in all caps. Hop skippity fresh. Yes. Yeah. Hop skippity fresh. No, no, don't say that. Yeah, Kamala's <laughs> gonna run on that. She's gonna say me and Tupac came I up know. with that in the eighties. Oh my god. You know, I wish happened here. She right. tried to incarcerate him, but she loved his so much yeah all right let's see um i'll i'll start us off with something because um what what i'm tend to do now is uh is do less of uh stuff that i found and more just like coming straight off of uh chelsea's uh wall but couldn't help but notice this and there aren't a lot of outlets with this like um i think cnn like and it's not the most responsible outlet, but they too tend to have stories like this. Like CNN is where I got the um the first article I saw on the story where um 
where settlers caused a global cooling by murdering so many indigenous people. Like, that was on CNN. So I think it wouldn't hurt for them to pick this up. You know, do a do three paragraphs on it. Come on. Because uh, Wall Street is about to start trading water. <laughs> so um, water shortages that could affect around 5 billion people worldwide by 2050, according to the U.N., and a threat of a future where water isn't readily available is particularly acute in California. And my first thought there is like, don't they use a lot of their already irrigated water for fucking walnut trees? We should ask Nancy Pelosi how her um, her her vineyard is going and how much water uh, they're using there. Doesn't she have a vineyard in California? Oh Jesus! In Napa, in Napa, uh, her and her own. Well, we call it Learjet Armani Pelosi. Yes, she has a villa, a vineyard in Napa. Armani no, Pelosi. No, yeah, no joke. Jeez, okay, yeah, word, um, she's balling, sir. Yeah, I actually found it. So this was an article from 2016. I'm relatively sure we covered it. They're known as mega farmers, and their names are Linda and Stuart Resnick, and they use more water than every home in Los Angeles combined. Whoa. Yeah. That's heavy-handed. And also, uh, our our fellow punk-ass book jockey, uh, Jan Loco, the librarian, uh, corrected us on there. It's almonds. It is almonds, yeah. Yeah, those gosh darn almond trees. Yeah, Yeah, and actually, that's in the article, too. Uh, The woman who owned the almond groves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They also own uh, the Teleflora, the nation's largest flower delivery service, Fiji Water, the best-selling brand of premium bottled water, Tom Wonderful, the iconic pomegranate juice brand, and Halos, the popular brand of mandarin oranges, formerly known as Cuties, and the wonderful pistachios with the Let's Get It Crackin' campaign. Let, let's get it crackin'. Yes. God damn. So they are the world's biggest producers of pistachios and almonds, and they also have vast groves of lemons, grapefruit, and navel oranges. Their produce company is worth an estimated $4.2 billion. And they use more water than every house in Los Angeles combined. That's what I'm talking about with you environmentalism, got- with um, how it, it's 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 put on people as an environmental, uh, as an individual environmental issue. We all got to recycle. We all got to take a five-minute shower instead of a seven-minute shower and all this shit that they put on us. It's like it, the biggest polluters are the military or people like that that are taking up the majority of everything, but they don't want us to talk about that. They don't want us to focus on a systemic issue like that. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. And, of course, you know, I'm not going to read this entire article, but it notes that um, the couple themselves have, you know, this huge, like, mansion on this fantastic estate, but their workers live in a trailer park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they specifically say, too, with dirt roads and crumbling infrastructure, so the workers have no water. Yeah. Ah. You know. What's going on in California right now? I heard some of the fires are actually, they got some rain. Is it subsiding? No, I, I, ha- I haven't seen myself. Yeah, I, I only see it on the weekdays. So as soon as Saturday hits, I fell behind. I, I didn't I haven't seen any news on the uh, California fires weakening. Let me take a glance. And also, I, I took another glance and noticed that, um yeah, you mentioned um Nancy Pelosi's uh, vineyard and it makes her the fourth richest California person in Congress. Oh, great. She's on her way. Balling, sir. Balling. 
All right. That was a while ago. Instead of trying to quietly open a malt liquor? I am trying to quietly open some malt liquor. Um, But to answer your question, Chelsea, you had asked about if it's (laughs) getting better. I'm only looking at headlines. It actually looks like the fires are going to get worse because they're doing power shutoffs because it's supposed to be windy this week. And they're worried that that's going to spread the fire. So it does not look like things have improved. And of course, if you want to do the Fox News coverage, they just want you to know that it's going to wipe out marijuana growing fields. Because that's what's important right now. (laughs) Well, stand near them. (laughs) (laughs) Now that it's legal, they care. Um, Yeah. You know, and I I saw in California, so they have a new bill because of the controversy, controversy, um, about the firefighters who have been, uh, the inmate firefighters that are paid like $2 an hour to fight the fires and who are losing their lives in the process, who have been previously unable to become firefighters when they get out. They, they can't work for the state as um, previously incarcerated individuals. So despite having all those skills and putting their life on the line for very little pay. Um, so they are putting the bill forward in California now to change that where these fire inmate firefighters can become um, state firefighters when they get out as citizens. Um, but, you know, I think that's a little, uh, I guess it's good. It's a little uh, too little too late. You know, the whole state is on fire and this is how they treat it. it it's uh you know, literally, literally trying to put out a fire with a uh, with a glass of water, basically. But you know, good for the inmates. We'll see if it goes through. I guess, but it's yeah. <laughs> whole state is on fire, and that's that's the only uh, that's the only slight reform that they've got going forward so far. Yeah, it's really early to tell, but I'm going to be very curious to see if that bill actually helps. Like, even if it's legal to now hire um, former convicts to do firefighting. I wonder how many departments will actually hire them. Like, how much, like, personal prejudice will be a factor to be like, exactly. oh, but you still are, like, a felon. I don't want to fuck with you. I, I'm just very curious to see how that's going to, like, you know, play out. But, I mean, I hope yeah. it works out. But I, I, I'm very cynical, as it tends to go. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, yeah, oh, absolutely. And <clears throat> uh, so I'm looking at the uh, bill. Out of Cali- prejudice against uh your video's lagging a bit eric gosh darn gosh darn internet <laughs> while that catches up i'll note that um uh, uh jan loco the librarian in the comments section also noted that um almonds also wreck bees uh because they import them to pollinate <laughs> and they die from change in habitat really i did not know that so just a fucking what was it a transatlantic slave to transatlantic bee trade or whatever the fuck all right just fuck it capitalists just move anyone anything any species come work now what was like i think we covered a story it was about um australia like the uh like the barrier reef dying and shit and they were like yeah but you know disasters are good for the economy and that's just like kind of capitalism in a nutshell like yeah we're killing bees that we need to survive but profit margins this quarter am i right yeah. All right, yeah. and I'm looking at the um, the California bill, and uh, under Section Two, and they always with this fucking shit with the way they make these bills. One two zero three four B A one, and it's um, it looks like they have um, p- 
people that have been released from custody, the defendant is eligible for relief per, uh, pursuant to this action, except that incarcerated individuals who have been convicted of any of the following crimes are automatically ineligible for relief pursuit in this section. So it looks like, like these folks, if convicted of this, you cannot be one of these new firefighters. Uh, and it's A through H murder kidnapping rape as defined in paragraph because you can never just say rape uh two or six of uh subdivision a of section 261 or paragraph i mean if someone raped someone i already say rapists make great fertilizer well make them the first person in to fight the fire fucking if we're gonna keep rapists alive put them in fires uh uh D, lewd acts on a child under 14 years of age as defined in section 288 because it has to be defined in a section. Um, E, uh, any felony punishable by death or imprisonment in the state prison for life. Wait a second. So if you're, if you got life, how the fuck you gonna get out and fight the fires anyway? But wouldn't that be like the 25 to life people? Like it might be 25, that might be life. You don't know yet. You might get your parole. Yeah, you got convicted right. of selling crack three times in the mid nineties. Right. Yeah, which is also like yeah, so three strikes. So that's like all right. Yeah. Okay, that's that's not great. When you were between eighteen and twenty one years old, which means now when you're in your forties, you can't fight fires. Yeah, and I'm also like curious about the lewd acts on children one, like what that entails. Yeah, that. Because that's like one of those like, are we talking about like somebody who has child porn? Or are we talking about somebody who was like? homeless and like took a piss at 2 a.m in proximity of an elementary school yeah no i um yeah that's um i i knew a woman and she was actually a u of c student uh, i'm sorry a U of C graduate um radical feminist and um for some reason she became a her title was but she was she was over the cook county um the Cook County uh, Jail, uh, she, you know, so that's that's where she worked. But she was a, um, she you know, a doctor at like psych, something, you know, like psychology or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she was just talking about a lot of, um, you know, because, you know, I was sometimes that would have been me coming home from a bar or something and there's an alley. And yeah, she got pissed and she was like, you know, people are in Cook County Jail for, you know, pissing in the alley. You know, so a cop can grab you and if you are, you know, you don't even have to be around the school, but you are, that's yeah. public exposure. Yeah. So actually, no, I was freaked out by we, that. Um, we had a, well, we actually had two neighbors um, back when we lived in Illinois. I get to say back when we lived in Illinois now, like it was mm-hmm. so long ago. Um, but no, we actually had two neighbors who were on the sex offender registry list. One of them um, raped a 14 year old girl. And one of them urinated in public. They were both on the sex offenders list. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yes, we need incremental reform. Man, that's just. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm real. What up? Wildfires are for. So this bill to give them job rights when they get out is for nonviolent offenders. Is that the is that the, the gist of it? I think so. Yeah. Which is probably flawed in the first place, but that's what they're saying. Okay. Yeah, it seems like the only one that act, that really, 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 really should be on here is literally H. It took the member. I said A through H. It got them all the way down to H to add this one, 
and it's one word, arson. Yeah, yeah maybe don't. <laughs> Got an expert in the house. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah, le- legalese and all that, folks. I mean, I think there's something to be said for just, you know, maybe, you know, every movement has their issues internally and opportunists and stuff like that. But I think in the United States, it's especially bad just having such a hyper-capitalistic, individualistic culture that America is, is really specifically championing, even more than maybe other European capitalist colonial uh, locations. America, the United States is, is very specifically um, egocentric, individualistic, as, as a special brand. Anyway, um, and I think we have to look out for that in our movements because people want to replicate that and call it revolutionary. And, um, you know, I'm not saying, you know, who is who about that. But, I mean, to your point, Eric, I think that's a general issue that I I think people need to look out for. Instead of building, people are interested in, you know, in in promoting themselves. So more than than building a movement sincerely, um, I've seen that time and time again. But... Yeah, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tag you on this this uh, this video, um, you know, But yeah, I mean it's um, well, and again, that's why all of you folks are and and clearly I love what you're doing with the, with the sex work uh, workers. Uh, they mentioned that uh, some of these women, by the way, who are in these fire brigades are sex workers, um, and so I think the the work that the three of you are doing on the ground, not just talk, you know, and not just uh and, and not just the, the, the boutique activism, but mobilizing I think the folks that the three of you are mobilizing through the podcast, this these are the sorts of solutions, the mass mobilization of people um who hear your voice. Um um big shout out by the way to a brother named Mark Allen in Chicago um who just passed i know he's a friend of chelsea's on facebook um but we need these grassroots folks who are building um building the movement as opposed to these folks as another activist in Chicago, Quasi Harris, um, peace to that brother soul too, used to say we got too many people faking with the funk, um, you know, instead of bringing the real funk. So no, we are in dire times, but I think it's the types of work that you folks are doing um, in the in the communities that's, that's gonna step out fr- uh, front and center. I think uh, as we get toward the end of it, um... I was I I opened up the um <clears throat> the red rag pantry on the um on the Instagram here I have the uh I have the Instagram I don't really uh post on it but I I downloaded it so I'm cool and the um and I'm seeing yeah like there's things here like these boxed items you know I'm seeing squeeze its masks band-aids uh menstrual supplies for period having mm. folks across the gender specto you know and um and that's dope. Like, is there a um a safe address that folks can send um items to if they are not in proximity of the uh, red rag pantry? Uh, yes, um, they can send it to nineteen ten North Drake. 
just 1910 North Drake. And if you just put um, Unit 2B, and you can also, Unit 2B, um, it's a secured uh, building. Um, and, um, yeah, it's a secured building, and um, we can, we'll store it, and then we can take it over to the pantry, which is literally two blocks away, and we can put it there. Um, also, one thing that we also have is <clears throat> that at the, at the, uh, at the, 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 um, on site, um, we have links for folks need, and my apologies for not knowing the technical term, but if they need um, the, is it shots, Chelsea? If so, folks, when folks OD or, on, on heroin, the stuff that revives them, what is that, Chelsea? Narcan. Yeah. Yeah, so we also have contacts um, where that stuff can be dropped off. All they have to do is dial a number, and then someone will get that to them. Um, so that's a, that's another service that is offered as, as that as well. Hmm. And then, uh, and, and can you can you uh, send me that address? I, I tried to write it down, but my handwriting is terrible, yeah. and I may have fallen behind. No problem. Yeah, yeah man, you you working in that that, that factory that got you grinded. Nineteen ten North Drake. I'll send it to you. Unit two B. Chicago, Illinois, 60647. Again, 1910 South uh, North Drake. North Drake as in the, 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 the Spanish conquistador, uh, Drake, D-R-A-K-E. Um, Chicago, Illinois, 60647. I will, um, I'll get that to you. All right, indeed. And I think, um, yeah, after we, because we, we, we don't have a P.O. box yet because I, I, I was out of work for two weeks while we were moving. Yeah. So I'm a... I, I, I am a, a fortnight behind a check coming my way. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I'll have a check. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to need uh, someone's Venmo information to uh, to pay for Talk Fury this week as well. Because <laughs> uh, the PayPal, the Wine Solar Media Fund is on skimp right now. But the fucking, um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to send, send some shit there myself, right? And like the shipping wouldn't be that much like when the Wine Solar Media Fund resets its monthly cycle to uh yeah like ship like what boxed food that's very yeah. lightweight you're not going to pay a lot to ship that at the post office yeah. so yeah i'll definitely uh send some shit from this household as well oh we should totally send those um those little like snack meal thingies like with the tuna salad and the chicken salad yeah they're th- sorry <laughs> i yeah, got a little ahead of myself they're these they, it's like it's like a little chicken salad or tuna salad they're like it's kind of like a snack size and it comes in a little can but it comes with crackers so if somebody doesn't have um like a way to cook food they're just convenient to have on hand and you can just eat nice. them right nice. out of the can nice yeah it doesn't nice. require like refrigeration or heating or anything you can oh. just yeah you can just carry it with you it doesn't have to be refrigerated and then when you you can just eat it like room temperature so it's just it's just convenient like that because it's just like crackers that you dip yeah. into like a chicken salad all right folks and that is uh that that is the full talk fury going up on patreon and on patreon it will not be behind the paywall but i'm putting the full thing on patreon so when someone goes there because they're like i want the whole episode while they're there they might be like hey i'd like to sign up for two bucks or whatever the hell (laughs) your uh your your class status um allows you and what you're interested in uh contributing yes and then the uh clips will be because i'm 37 and i have a cool idea the clips will be um part of other episodes where i mix in with things like phoenix Kaliter's international mm-hmm. swap cast 
and me when I do my version of Old Man Yells at Cloud. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, but before we go, Ed, can I just close out with one thing? Yes. So we started this off talking about um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, of course. And, um, of course, all the Democrats, liberals are losing their minds that we're going to lose democracy now because she's dead. And the conservative response, I haven't seen people really pointing out the conservative response. So I just wanted to read a tweet from Molly McCann, who is a senior contributor for The Federalist, which is a very conservative news outlet. And Molly McCann says, guys, there is no rule. In 2016, Republicans showed a minute of grit and refused Dems a SCOTUS seat. You can dress it up, but the reason was because we could. We had the power. We still have the power now, so we will proceed because we can. That's the rule. Power. Good luck negotiating with these people. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I haven't made that post yet, but that that's what's in my head. It's like everything that the Dems pretend to complain about that Mitch McConnell does, the system that they say we can't change allows it. Yep. Like it's, Absolutely. It's that bullshit post-enlightenment ideal. But you know what? We, we, we've given the talk fury for the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And I need oh, to come. Con- I want to I respond just one thing that, uh, uh, that uh, Sister Cleta said. You know, the deep thing is that uh, Biden, <laughs> so it came out to, they, somebody asked Obama, why didn't he do a damn thing? Why didn't he do a damn thing for, for eight years except, you know, kiss, you know, you know, allow the corporation to lose? And he, Obama, and check this shit out, he blamed Jim Crow Joe. He blamed his boy. He said, yeah, you know, we didn't know. He said, we, if we had known that the Republicans would be that irretractable, we would have had a different approach. But Biden thought that he could talk with these people. And, you know, he, it, it, he, you know, he did his best, but they just wouldn't listen to him. So he actually blamed Biden. He actually, he, he, um, he blamed Biden. Oh, good. <sighs> really, the, the same <laughs> Republicans. This is like two weeks ago. He threw his own boy even in the election just to protect his reputation. Yeah, it's deep, folks. It's deep. Jesus Christ. It, so he pretended he couldn't go against these Republicans that were coming off of the, the Newt Gingrich house. He thought they were going to be reasonable. Yes. Well, exactly. And well, and well, by, you know, well, you know remember, remember Biden said he worked with, uh, you know, Biden said he worked with Strom Thurmond and Senator Eastland and Jesse Helms and Adolf Hitler. <laughs> but... <clears throat> Biden said he's worked off with all these people. But the reality is what Obama didn't say was why, when he controlled both Senate and the House, he couldn't get anything done either. But at that point, he said he was too busy kissing corporate ass and, you know, and, and, and that sort of stuff. So, you know, he's, he's a fake. But it just shows you what these folks will do to each other. Um, you know, because Biden is, you know, what these folks will do to each other, they'll turn on each other um, when they have to. Yeah, I'm telling you, the next thing we're going to hear is Joe Biden. Uh, I was happy to work with the niggas that killed Tupac. I had right. to reach across the aisle. Reach across the aisle. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that headline. Hey, hey, look, he was doing too many movies, going to start his own label. Uh Uh-uh, New African Panthers in Atlanta? We weren't going to have that. Had to take him down. You probably got to go. Say it loud! (laughs) Say it loud! (laughs) 
I'm proud! One more time for Rodney King. <laughs> Say it loud! My George. A black Venus. I'm Dido, queen of Carthage. Fated to the underworld for daring to love. Who dares love me? <laughs> and that's how a hall makes an entrance. Well, Diet misogyny tastes just like a regular misogyny. The news is a shit show these days, and we're here to give you a break from the white supremacist media bullshit by bringing you the shitty news so that you can feel less like shit because you know the people discussing all the fucked up shit give a shit about you and the shitty situations you deal with every day. So shit, pour yourself a glass and settle in for Father Teresa's Wine Cellar. Uh, I always knew you were full. For the first time in my life, Okay, folks, uh, Phoenix and William, it is Tuesday, September 29th, 2020. You came in and brought several things. You j- Like, right before I hit record, you were like, son of Baldwin is fucking bullshit. You're telling <laughs> me about Tulsi Gabbard, yes. uh, Sharon, uh, Project Veritas. Yes. And, and then, like, because we weren't recording, and I was like, uh-huh, that's why the Joe Rogan crowd loves her. And then you were like, and then she's tweeting Glenn Glean- Greenwald talking about Rogan. Yep. And I was like, like ah. the trifecta. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that that would, yeah, the man who legitimized uh, Pizzagate. All right, yeah, son of Baldwin. What shit were they? Uh, uh, I, my bad. Can I just say, <laughs> I, I always knew pages like that because they're so bombastic in their quest to perform blackness. Yeah. And I mean, these are black people in a quest to perform blackness. And it's like, that's how you could tell black people that grew up with mostly white friends. Cause when they try to perform black, like they act like everything has to be a fucking kid and play movie with a <laughs> Wu Tang instrumental in the background. Yeah. It's like, it ain't, it ain't all like that big buddy. And I remember, um, when that whack-ass new Ghostbusters movie was being produced where they had Leslie Jones basically playing a coon-ass mammy character. Yeah. Corny as fuck. Um, <clears throat> they, they were like, all right, let's discuss this movie. And it wasn't out yet, keep in mind. Mm-hmm. They're like, so let's discuss this movie that no one has seen because it's not even available. But they made the parameters being you can't talk about whether it's good or not. And if you're just concerned with it being good or not, that doesn't matter. Yeah, I would like for a movie to be good. That's kind of the point of why I watch movies. Like, what? All right, Son of Baldwin is. Um, they're doing the whole. Um, sorry, I somewhat clicked away because I was something else popped up in my head about them that, of course, I can't find now. But basically, they're on this whole. Um, you know, for people who say voting doesn't change anything, why are they fighting so hard to make sure that black people can't vote? And it's like, are we really doing that again? Like- uh, you see, it, that sentence, like, I don't know if the person of Son of Baldwin just isn't that articulate. Oh, I can find the shit. Uh, let me look for the direct quote. Oh, it wasn't they them co- that said it? They shared it? No, it was something that they wrote. Because um, apparently something came out that, like, Trump was trying to deter black voters by, like, putting out ads or something. I don't know. I didn't pay attention because, you know, whatever. And they're like, see, they're, but you know, people are using it as the like, see, that's because they don't want us to vote. We need to vote. And it's just like, 
This person posts so much. They literally post something every hour. Ugh, fucking hell. Well, you just keep talking while I keep scrolling. Yeah. Yes. God damn it. Yeah, because I'm thinking like um, the way that sentence flew across, they're saying our vote doesn't mean anything, yet they want to stop us from voting. Okay. And you're making it the same they when you're probably talking about two different they's, right? There's going to be one they that's going to say, well, the electoral college is going to pick anyway. Yeah. And there's another they that's going to be like, really? So it's Charlie Crist, ex-Republican against Rick Scott, ex-Republican, former Florida governor. Mm-hmm. So already won Florida. Yeah. Against Rick Scott, current um, Republican. Like, how much does your vote matter in that race? So, okay. So I'll read a little bit from the article first, because this is their response to this article. It's on The Guardian. And it says, Donald Trump's 2016 U.S. presidential campaign has been accused of actively seeking to deter 3.5 million black Americans in battleground states from voting by deliberately targeting them with negative Hillary Clinton ads on Facebook. The secret effort concentrated on 16 swing states, several narrowly won by Trump after the black Democrat vote collapsed. The claims have come from an investigation by Channel 4 News, which leaked a copy of a vast election database that it says was used by the Trump campaign in 2016, uh, compromising the records of 198 Americans and containing details about their domestic and economic status acquired from market research firms. The investigation claimed voters were segmented into eight categories. One was marked deterrence, and the voters in that category uh, were disproportionately black. So that's like the claim, right? And they shared this article and their commentary is, I've never received a satisfying, sufficient, or suitable answer to the question, if voting truly doesn't matter, why have white people spent so much effort, energy, money, and time plotting and preventing black people from voting? Ah, full of shit. Okay, what's their first sentence again? The first words they say? I've never received a satisfying, sufficient, or suitable answer. Bullshit. See, like that right there. That because that's arbitrary. Because yeah, satisfying, satisfying means I like it, not that it's accurate or right. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then like you know how when you're talking to someone on the internet and like someone does what they call moving the goalpost, mm-hmm. you realize people can do that internally and not tell you they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And just like as soon as you say, like as soon as you say some shit where you're like, all right, well, fucking. Alex Jones covered Jeffrey Epstein because Bill Clinton was always on those planes. Yeah. And the Democrats, they started bringing it up because Trump was on there, but then stopped when they were reminded of Clinton. Yeah. And then the person in their head, like, they're not telling me, well, I'm going to actively choose not to care about that. They're just going to move the goalpost in their head and be like, hmm, nah, that doesn't move me. That's not satisfying. Right. Fucking full of shit. Fuck that yeah. son of Baldwin nigga. Yeah, so that was the first sentence. I've never received a satisfying, sufficient, or suitable answer to the question. If voting truly doesn't matter, why have white people spent so much effort, energy, money, and time plotting and preventing black people from voting? So. <sighs> plotting and preventing. That- because maybe they're traditionalists? That's kind of how this whole America thing started. Yeah, and it's like. And also, voting is like. A relative like are we talking about voting for president or are we talking about like keeping black people from voting for their local school board yeah because like 
when, cause there are instances where fucking like white supremacists show up outside polls and try to scare people, but I've never seen them do that at like a local, like elector county clerk election. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so like voting for who, you know, like it's sort of relative. And then also, um, it's like, because they just don't like black people. Why do white people like stop trying to make racist make sense? <laughs> like because they don't like black people. Yeah, because that's the shit. Because even if black people are voting for who, uh, you know, like a, a racist white person wants as the candidate, they're still going to be opposed to black people voting because it's black people voting. It really doesn't have to be any deeper than that. Like honestly. But they need it to be for internet discussions. And when you think about it, because it's like, and I say this as a content creator myself, I'm online and I try to make a fucking part-time, hopefully a full-time job out of it. And you were like, a few minutes ago, you were like, oh man, they fucking post something every hour. Yeah. And that's why this son of Baldwin nigga ends up not making a lot of sense because they're going for quantity, Mm -hmm. right? Quantity of clicks to monetize the content. While this podcast, we have some gaps between episodes, don't we? We do. Because I don't just jump on the mic to say shit for the sake of saying shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm just, like, scanning the comments now. Um, you know, a lot of people are agreeing with this and saying, oh, we could change the election if we all voted. <laughs> and it's like, do y'all really not know how the Electoral College works? Because they can vote in whoever the fuck they want. You know, yeah. Um, you know, just I swear, Son of Baldwin had a follow-up quote in here. Oh, and then says after now, mind you, that's how they phrased their original question. But then, way the fuck down in the comment section, Whoop. says, "In my opinion, voting isn't for systemic change. Voting is hold the worst of the worst at bay until revolution can produce what we needed to produce." Wait, hold the worst of the worst at bay? Yes. How the fuck did you hold Kyle Rittenhouse at bay? How the fuck did voting hold Dylan Roof at bay? Because I think the worst of the worst Nigga, is killers, fuck, right? How the fuck did voting hold the crime bill at bay? Oh, yeah, well, it, 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 uh, it NAFTA? Uh, held, you NAFTA? held it while you watched an episode of Richard Trickle Bay. Trickle down economics? Uh, uh, Fracking? Huh? Ferguson? That's Standing Rock. None of those things are the worst of the Every worst. Every fucking country you've been bombing since forever. I'm not finding any Funding of, Bin no. Laden Mm-mm. and giving him CIA training. Mm-mm. Your Nigga, answers wh- are not satisfactory. <laughs> I'm moving the goalpost in my head. None of these things matter. Is that just going to be a matter. new thing we say? We don't like something. Sorry, your answer is not satisfactory. <laughs> I refuse to accept it. <laughs> your answer is not satisfactory to me. And he said, so it's a both and situation for me. Many people operate as voting is the only answer and ultimate savior or don't vote because it don't it doesn't matter. And I don't believe in either of those binaries. And then somebody in the comments said, good point. But is this working? Oh, shit. And their response was because son of they're one of these bullshit. They're basically one of these niggas that fucked up words like intersectionality right they're one of these niggas that fucked up words like black feminism like that shit was constructive until hucksters like this got a hold of it uh they said i don't know how do we measure working what are the metrics to what standard are we comparing it wait so when someone says is it working we have to have a standard of metrics but when you say I've never received a satisfying or suitable answer. We're just supposed to let satisfying and suitable mean whatever the fuck you think it means. 
But when somebody challenged you, all of a sudden they need fucking metrics. And then also you're the person with the page. One of the reasons why a person would want to be a blogger, journalist, uh, like us, like me, a show host, and then Phoenix Kaliter reluctantly joined. <laughs> fucking, it's because I think I have an answer is why, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. while people over here are like, well, we need to have this trial, and I'm like, we should just kill the rapist. Like, I think I have an answer, right? Like, when I look at the MAGA hat gangbang boys, and I look at the Proud Boys, and I look at the, um, oh, God, who are all the uh, Patriot Prayer, mm-hmm. uh, Boogaloo Boys, uh, what's his name, Groypers now? Oh, yeah, that one's not new, but yeah. Okay, not but new. they're mostly, um like internet based like trolling and Inter- okay and yeah they're not on the street yeah not really yeah i'm looking at that and i'm turning and looking at white kids out protesting and i'm like what you think is a protest is actually the scene of where like everywhere that you protest is now the white people's version of crenshaw and slosson mm-hmm. just search crenshaw and slosson and rap lyrics and you'll get an idea if you don't already kind of get that i'm sure becker does so i think becker's actually from the east side oh okay yeah like i think becker's actually from east la becker knows (laughs) right Mm -hmm. but these other little niggas don't know that's why becker should be an educator and i should try to be like becker like i and be an educator because i step up to the mic because i think i haven't i'm not looking for you to satisfy me with an answer i'm looking to satisfy you with an answer but mm-hmm. the son of Baldwin niggas are like, so basically the premise of their existence as a content creator is asking the audience questions. Yeah. Good hustle. Yeah. Good hustle. I'm trying to find the post now because son of Baldwin is also, um, who is that? Jessica Lobambera, you know, oh, that, uh, shit. that fake black chick from New York. Who oh was, like, God. A college professor. Yeah, the, but their ancestry was they're, had the, the Jews from Kansas. I wanted to say the practice of Judaism because it sounds weird when you just say, say Jews. Jews. Yeah, when you when you just say, well, you know, they're Jews. They're Jews. Like, that doesn't hit right, even though Phoenix Kalita has it in her background. It doesn't hit right because it's the same word that racists use. It's like the blacks. I'm like what? Wait, yeah. what? Okay. Um, no, she's Jewish and from the Midwest. Is Kansas still Midwest? I don't even know. But, like, Kansas area. But um, I'm trying to find... That was the post that I was thinking of when I started this. Because, apparently, um, Son of Baldwin is one of the people that co-signed her <sighs> as black. I'm like, I just want to make sure that that's the... It was the Jessica Lobombera person. Um, because... There was someone else who was outed recently, too, as uh, not being black. But it was interesting because, like, no nobody who recently got outed actually looks black or actually, in my opinion, behaves black. It's very performative. Like, no, my name is Jessica Lobombera. And da-da-da-da. And, like, very loud. Like, there is no, I never talk in, like, an inside voice. There is no, I never stop interrupting people, especially if they're white men. There is no, you can't correct me on any, you know, you can't correct me on anything. It's like an angry black woman at a 10 all the time. <laughs> like, you know. Mm. And so that's like just very interesting to me that people are like, yeah, that's just how black women act. And it's like, no, it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. No, like, 
I don't realize that we be chilling, but also like, so how can we be fucking up and amped up and angry all the time, but also just be fucking lazy all the time? Yeah. Why are we? It, it's it's like it's like Schrodinger's Mexican, right? The lazy person that came to take your job. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was. Um. Uh. Good evening, Black family. This morning, I found out that Jessica A. K. Krug. Uh, a.k.a. Jessica Lobombera is a white woman who's been posing as a black woman for over 10 years. Many black women have been attempting to make this information known and had been shut down in their attempts. I had no idea. I've shared about five of Jess's articles over the past three years and allowed her to take the mic on occasion when she told me my analysis wasn't thorough enough and I needed to let her speak as a black woman. See, this is something, because you realize how they're using black woman, right? Like, linguistically... Like, they're using black woman as black feminist. Yeah. Which is why, and you know what, we're talking to the podcast audience. This isn't on Facebook Live, and Facebook and podcasts don't have a lot of crossover. You'll know, in our language, you may have noticed lately I've been making sure to say black liberals and black conservatives. I'm using black liberals in place of black feminist because an ideology, like a, a title like feminist or environmentalist, things like that i wouldn't tie to a political party because neither political party gives a damn about any of that shit yeah and will ever pass anything about any of that shit or sign off on anything about any of that shit Mm -hmm. but um but these people these same people that i found on the internet pushing a lot of that stuff in 2013 Ironically, I found a lot of these people after an election, so I didn't get to see who and what they really were for a couple years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when it came to 2015, they all showed themselves from Imani Gandhi, we say that name a lot, to Elon James White, to these son son of Baldwin niggas. (coughs) Uh, Who's some other niggas? Zerlina Maxwell. Yeah. Um, uh, Well, I think there's a difference between, like, son of Baldwin and Zerlina Maxwell. Like, I think Zerlina Maxwell is, like, very standard Democrat, hmm. where Son of Baldwin is, like, woke shit. Ta-Nehisi Coates Democrat? Yeah, like, want, yeah, want to be woke shit. Like, um, ah, oh shit, who's that other fucking page? Kinfolk Collective. Oh, yeah, like, uh, like, oh, yeah, I'm hella black, black, bliggity black, until MSNBC tells me to tone it down. <laughs> All right, then, ta- then Ta-Nehisi Coates is like, no, I'm actually Travis Coates. And, uh... <laughs> I didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> yeah, but my whole thing though is like, I just don't understand how. Like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just don't like. Because I only saw that Jessica Lobombera person speak a few times, and I was just like, this is not. Yeah. It was literally like every caricature of the angry black woman. But because these circles are like, oh, black women aren't allowed to express a full range of motion, we have to let them be angry. But it's like, nobody's that angry all the time. Nobody behaves like that, especially in. You know, when you're speaking to government leaders or in a professional setting or in a, in a college classroom, nobody be fucking behaves like that. Like, stop it. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know. No, it, it ain't happening. Yeah. It, it makes me think of like an old interview I saw. And I kind of want to pull up a clip so you can get an idea of these vocalists. <laughs> They're fun. Let's see. Um, M.O.P. Annie Up. You can always go with Annie Up. Right, so let uh, just play a little bit of audio from these uh, these young brothers. Ooh. 
and pretty much their whole career all their songs are like that <laughs> all and that and that's a music video too and all their music videos they gesticulate and get all up in the camera like that yeah but in an interview pretty sure this was the source magazine not double xl i lost i lost all my magazines that i had collected they're fucking gone but um <clears throat> they were being interviewed and Billy Dan's the older one that went to prison and then came out and then they started rapping together. Uh, Billy Dan's was like, I mean, I guess you could think that I'm some kind of big, crazy monster and spend your life like that every time you interact with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not. And whatever. And then, like, you know how the um, interviewers, they're, they're a journalist and they also they set the scene, you know, they'll be like. Uh, like when an interview was interviewing corrupt, they were like, he's answering questions, talking quite rapidly in between hits of Newport cigarettes and marijuana cigarettes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and this one, when they interviewed Billy Dance, whose audio you just heard from that rap song, they were like, Billy Dance is going home. He's going to be home before eight o'clock tonight because he's cooking dinner with his wife. They're having spaghetti. Mm-hmm. And that's who we really are. We're boring. We're having spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because in the comment section of this, under the Jessica Lobombera thread, uh, people are tagging people who've been banned from the page and saying, are you going to unban them because they told you so and you got mad and blocked them? <laughs> and did that person get banned? <laughs> uh, no, actually, Son of Baldwin said uh, they were unbanned and I can't send her private messages, but she, if she posts here, I will apologize publicly. And people said, and um, this is the bourgeois, uh, bourgeois shit that people uh, people with PhDs are still valued more. This is nothing but academic bullshit. <laughs> I can't say I'm sorry for you. You were quick to talk to me out of the term, uh, talk to me uh, because I say nigga and somehow implying that I'm somehow not right and I'm harming blackness with regards to my language. So apparently Son of Baldwin is one of those black people can't say nigga people either. Ah, oh, nigga, shut the fuck up. That makes me want to just like, nigga... I'll tell you right now, I don't know. I I, I can't hit people. It's illegal. No, can't so I, I can't do that. But I can punk them. So yeah. <laughs> See you in real and then life. so yeah, and then basically after being called out um a bunch of times in this thread by people saying um you've slandered people who tried to tell you you uh you know blocked people banned people so on and so forth. He basically came back and was like, y'all don't know how stressful it is to run this page. I've had stomach ulcers because of it. Whoa, Mark ass nigga, it's a page. How many page how many followers does that page have? How many followers does this page have? Yeah. Um Let's see, Finsley is looking for it. 145,000. We have 115,000. I ain't got no motherfucking ulcer. <laughs> and that's on one page. We have 115,000 on one page. What you doing on Twitter? Uh 15, I think. 15,000. The wine cellar page has 9,000 going on 10 like and also, you're not running the page. If anything is stressful, it's when your PayPal and Cash App aren't getting enough hits that week. Yeah. Because it's your job. And it's like, see, they because they always, they're pretending it's activism. What up? Oh, shit. You saw something funny. Because <laughs> the person who got, one of the people who got banned came back to this thread to respond. Because apparently this happened a while ago. And they told him not to platform this Jessica person. Uh, because like she was suspect and they said uh when i leslie was polite when she asked if the reason why i gave the mic to jess 
and asked if it was because I have internalized anti-blackness, but that was really a low-key diss and it was also an ableist, passive-aggressive attempt at psychoanalysis. What, that's what the person came who came back uh, said? No, that's what Son of Baldwin said to someone who told them not to platform Jessica. Someone named Leslie was like, do not platform Jessica. That person isn't black. They're suspect. And he said, you're an ableist, passive aggressive attempt at psychoanalysis. How the fuck is that? That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> because this Leslie person said, um, do you have internalized anti-blackness? Like, why are you platforming this person? Oh, and so that was his response. It's like you're being ableist, passive aggressive, and it's an attempted psychoanalysis. See, and like, and see how they just threw the word ableist out there? Yeah. That's like what I said. These kind of niggas that ruin words like intersectionality, these words actually meant something, right? Like, now, I barely say gaslighting anymore because gaslighting has been used, has been, has replaced the word lying. Yeah. And then, um,. Said, I only responded that way because I knew other black women who said she was black. Well, I guess as long as you know one black woman who says that Jess was black. All right. So, and again, see, and then that comes back to the one where, and I inadvertently, I pushed this because, again, it was before 2015. I didn't know who and how these niggas really were. And I was one of those, yo, just listen to black women. And then you start to think, wait, that includes Candace Owens. (laughs) That includes Candy Carson. That includes um, Condoleezza Rice. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, run down the list of black Republicans, but then you can go to Shaharazad Ali. Mm-hmm. I don't think Shaharazad Ali is a black woman you should be listening to. And she's going to no. show up with the dashiki on mm-hmm. and the Nefertiti hat mm-hmm. looking like a Queen Latifah music video personified. But she's going to say some bullshit. Yeah. Same with Francis Cress Welsing. I guess it is easy for me to go outside the Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nigga, don't listen to them niggas. Um, uh, somebody, I forgot their name. But someone who regularly talks on the context of white supremacy program and they're constantly complaining about black male misandry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like that's their thing and that's the language they stick with. Like, do we need to tune into all of them and take their words to heart and run with it? Like, just just stick with the real shit. And I get, and of course, I'm gonna kind of advertise myself because I'm just a real nigga talking real shit. Right? Like, I can take the camera in the garage and show you my tool chest. Nigga, I work. Yeah. <laughs> I work and I podcast. Now, what kind of segment is this? I'm just talking about myself. <laughs> what happened? But yeah, I think that's overall just, like, an issue with, um, like, this whole fucking blackademia shit. Yeah. Where it's people who, you know, live a certain life because they have either class privilege or academic privilege and they just don't get around other types of blackness and so it's really easy to con them be like oh yeah this is something that like all black people do yeah no it's no it's not (laughs) yeah they they think that again like i'm mentioning this again because i'm watching a a series of interviews with one of them but uh like they think we can all do the kid and play yeah no i like it i can't fucking do it my clumsy ass can barely dance by myself you want me to do-si-do with a partner like no nigga <laughs> but they think that's all they think all blackness is fucking cross-colored shirts do rags and fucking a timberland on one shoe and an air force one on the other foot i did not word that well at all a timberland on one shoe but, Timberland on one shoe. yeah right. but you know what i'm talking about like yeah like Everything black people doing is not a cross between Will Prince's summertime video and the nothing but a G thing video. Believe yeah. it or not, we're not actually walking around 
pouring 40 ounce bottles of malt liquor on light-skinned women at house parties. That just isn't what we're doing all day. That was just that music video. Yeah. But you know, I think that also feeds into their love of certain like, you know, like Megan The Stallion and Cardi B and Nicki Minaj and shit like that too, so. You know, and then they start. So, and that's like the new age Instagram blackness. Yeah, and it's like, nah, nigga, we're not all do- like. But, but also, I mean, that explains why they think Cardi B's like actually a blood. <laughs> nigga, <laughs> and again, it's like, and some of y'all niggas is from the '90s, like me. Like you saw the documentary banging in Little Rock and shit. Like you've seen. I I hope you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Shit is real. Like that blood and crip shit is not a fucking joke. And the peace treaty been faded out. Yeah. The peace treaty's gone. That old 1992-93 shit gone. Snoop tried to bring it back with the West Coast Conference, which I'm sure you silly black niggas don't know about. Yeah. Uh, but fucking yeah, Snoop had the West Coast Conference to bring peace between a bunch of West Coast niggas beefing with each other, like the J.O. felonies and the games and, you know, all these Los Angeles County niggas and then these Bay Area niggas and these um, Central Valley niggas. Like Snoop Dogg fucking really did that shit. And Buster ass niggas like spider loke tried to fuck it up like that shit is real mm-hmm. niggas really be dying so like yeah when i talk about that cardi b being a fake blood shit because cardi b is making a game out of niggas really dying we said that same shit with little wayne but we also kept in mind that at that time when Lil Wayne was getting indoctrinated in that shit, he was still a teenager. So I hold niggas like Mac 10 accountable for that. Mac 10, the Inglewood Queen Street blood, very irresponsible to get around Lil Wayne and start bandana, you know, trying to put the bandana on him and make him flag up. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that, that shit is not cool. It's not cute. Yeah. All right. Drive-bys aren't fun. No, no, definitely not fun. But yeah, I think that just goes to um, also like a sort of appealing to whiteness uh, when it comes to blackness. Because what is like the most fascinating aspect of black culture to white people is like the gangsta shit, the ghetto shit. Like they don't want to hear about, you know, um, you know, like the, the the white mom, black dad family with the blood, the, the multiracial black kids living in the suburbs. Like they're not fascinated by the Obama children who grew up in the White House. They're fascinated by hood shit. You know what? <laughs> yeah, and and, and that- even like, uh, cause like, l- l- let's keep it black, right? Let's remove the the idea of the interracial couple from it in the suburbs, and like black people at a barbecue, you know, eating a fucking hot dog or something. No, that is not fun. That's not interesting. You know, <laughs> like, and and at the but but. <laughs> If you if you uh, take the cook at the barbecue grill and put a gun in his waistband, now we're back to the nothing but a G thing video again. Right. It's, no. So and yeah. Well, yeah, I think that just ties into your like not all black people are inherently hip hop thing, but I think it's something similar because even when you know white people emulate or obsessed with like look at fucking um, Ruth Ruth uh, Ginsburg who just died, the notorious RBG. Yeah. Like and. <laughs> You know, aside from tackiness, but what is the Notorious B.I.G. known for? It was, like, gangsta shit. Yeah, like, that was what he rapped about, you know? Like, that type of life. And, you know, just doing hood shit. And, like, that's the fascinating aspect of black culture. On oh, some and, level... Oh, my bad. Yo, uh, what up? Oh, yeah, but so I think that's why a lot of black academics really focus on being that. Because if you tell them... That's a conversation that I see a lot on Twitter is, like, black people who are actually from the hood saying, 
it's like a form of appropriation the way that like bougie black people talk about us when they've never lived here and they wouldn't come here. And bougie black people are like, but it's all black culture. We're a part of it. We get to talk about it. And I think that ties into your like, not all black people are inherently hip hop. And it's like, there's a difference between, you know, someone who, you know, came up in the suburbs, then went to the HBCU. That's still definitely a black experience, but it's not the same black experience (laughs) as some other folks have had. And yeah, I think just think there's like a lot of entitlement to those stories because they're the most fascinating in the eyes of white culture. I also think it, um helps play like a part of a narrative that like we're all equally oppressed because a lot of black folks don't want to acknowledge that like you know oh I came up in a stable two-parent household that had a lot of money and my parents paid for me to go to college but I still experience racism so I'm basically living the same life as like you know Tupac when his mom was addicted to drugs in the hood (laughs) it's like these are not the same life at all (laughs) and like when they say notorious RBG like, I'm looking for the verbatim quote right here, but, uh, like, I kind of want to go to a liberal and be like, so you realize when you call this person the notorious RBG to associate them with the notorious B.I.G., you're associating her with the lyric, don't you know my dude like to kidnap kids, fuck them in the ass and throw them off the bridge? Didn't he have a line about something like that in one of the more popular songs, too? About, like, your daughter's tied up in a basement or something? Oh, let's see. I mean, that That, reminds me of the DMX lyric, but yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that was a Notorious B.I.G. It was, uh... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. But, yeah, you know. Daughter tied up in the basement? I'm looking for the lyric for some reason. Yeah. And it looks like it may be from the... Okay, yep, at at my arraignment, note for the plaintiff, your daughter's tied up in a Brooklyn basement. Shh, face it, not guilty. That's how I stay filthy. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Notorious RBG. Well, you know. <clears throat> uh-huh. Which, I, on some level, I, I wonder if he was just a whack horrorcore rapper. Folks, I don't like Biggie Smalls. Which is yeah. another thing. Like, you want to really get down into blackness? There are <laughs> niggas that think Biggie is fucking whack. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, we doing more on it? Is that more? Uh, that is it for Son of Baldwin. I was going to move to Tulsi Gabbard if you want. Okay, off to Tulsi Gabbard. With diet misogyny, I only slut shame women that have consensual sex before sundown. With diet misogyny, I can mask my fat shaming as health concern. With diet misogyny, I only hate black women. Man, that's racism. Thanks to diet misogyny, I'm no longer anti-abortion, I'm just pro-restrictions. The news is a shit show these days, and we're here to give you a break from the white supremacist media bullshit by bringing you the shitty news so that you can feel less like shit because you know the people discussing all the fucked up shit give a shit about you and the shitty situations you deal with every day. So shit. 
pour yourself a glass and settle in for Father Teresa's Wine Cellar. Diet misogyny tastes just like regular misogyny. Okay, move, moving away from um, whack-ass niggas like Son of Baldwin. It's illegal yes. to just punch niggas in the face. It is. Uh, but, like, for some of them that... Yeah, for, for niggas that, that think that everything black should just be all hood and ghetto and that's how you need to represent it to your white audience for your fucking your blog hits, I'll come represent some hood and ghetto for you. <laughs> Not that type of hood and ghetto. We want the, the black academic version no you want to be get because to to because to, that means you're functioning on my block and that means you have to run my fade i hope you know what that means <clears throat> i'm not doing that with my life <laughs> gonna need to run my fade i'm not doing that okay um, tulsi gabbard yeah i forgot oh shit i forgot who it was but someone on twitter was making fun of those types where they're like you know, like y'all talk this hood shit, but ultimately at the end of the day, all you do is write think pieces. Like when that revolution pops off, what are you going to do? Write a newspaper? <laughs> like, you know, it was, it was funny. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so Tulsi fucking Gabbard, Jesus. Um, so, I mean, I've already been, I, I think we talked about Tulsi with the cuties thing, right? When the cuties movie came out, Tulsi Gabbard was like, this is promoting child pornography. This is no, she said the movie was child pornography and that anybody who was supporting the movie was like basically um, aiding and abetting sex traffickers. Yeah. Cause there, there were, there were never any pedophiles before film. There were not any pedophiles before film actually. And um, actually the only place that pedophiles can go to find sexualized images of children is the cuties movie. Um, it can't be like dance moms or like that toddlers in Tierra or just fucking being grimy and looking at kids at a beach. None of that has ever happened. Yeah. Um, nobody ever watches kids at a playground in an elementary school. Never, ever, ever happened. Um, so I was already like, what the fuck, Tulsi? Yeah. And, and I mean, the same people that anyone's saying that shit where they're like, it's like, <laughs> so you got about thousand people on your friends list clearly not all your friends yeah and you have pictures of your kids up in the summer playing in the sprinkler eh? uh-huh uh-huh and but I mean, the movie cuties but the movie but also like once you post those aren't those like the property of like facebook and shit so facebook can disseminate them however the fuck they feel like yep and then like god forbid i mean you know it's true but you don't want to think about it like how many fucking pedophiles work for facebook and can just like access your shit even if it's like friends only and isn't it like Brooke Shields? Is that the name I'm thinking of? Did like nudity yeah. in a movie about sex work when they were like 10, 12 years old? Um, I don't remember if the movie was about sex work, but yeah, there was definitely like, yeah. I think they also did like nude modeling at like 16. Yeah, but what you know. What the fuck? <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it, th- this is brand new. And also, like, and then I'm seeing some people discussing it, but maybe we should make a completely separate cuties episode. We really need to. We Did just you, haven't had time. You watched the film? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I watched the film, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do it, but we should make it Patreon only. Like, and let's, let's keep it in the echo chamber because the world outside is all tainted by. Yeah. Basically, everyone is queuing on right now when it comes to this film. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've got Tulsi Gabbard. Um, right. So anyway, so I was already like pissed off about the cuties thing with her, and now she's fucking um <clears throat> talking about like um ballot harvesting, but 
she's citing Project Veritas as evidence. Ballot harvesting. Yes. I'm 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 on board with that. You're on board with ballot harvesting? Oh yeah, I don't even know what the fu- I've never heard that language before. Oh, what um, the, yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> so it's basically like when people who can't get to the polls, um, you know, will like fill out like the um, like the mail-in ballots in one person will collect them and turn them in, or just essentially uh, someone who's collecting ballots for other people and turning them in. And so there's always like the sort of because you know we covered the story actually a couple weeks ago maybe that like there was a mail carrier who got arrested for tampering with ballots. Like, mail-in ballots. Like, he was changing people's things on them to Republican. Like, people had voted Democrat, did the mail-in ballots. He worked for, you know, USPS, picked them up, and then, like, changed their shit and then handed them in. And so, like, that's, like, the concern about ballot harvesting is that people are going to vote one way, but whoever ultimately hands in the ballots to wherever the fuck the ballots go at the end of the day, that they're going to change their shit. So, yeah. Hmm. All right, ballot yeah. harvest. Oh, I thought you were like Googling it or something. No, I was trying to find some other shit from Project Veritas oh, that I had recently yeah. seen. Oh, but yeah, so I have this article. It's actually a couple years old, but I just want to go over it because I don't think people know who like Project Veritas is or why it's so dangerous that she's platforming them. So this is actually from 2017. Oh, I thought um, you were going to say 2007. Remember the Obama when when Project Veritas oh, Air- went Acorn? After- yeah. Yes, I remember that. <clears throat> but, um... Yeah, so um, Project Veritas is a conservative organization that is technically a charity, why not, <laughs> and is known for using disruptive, often morally compromised tactics and efforts to humiliate, humiliate mainstream media outlets. CNN describes it as a anti-media organization. This time, uh, their, pro- uh, their target was the Washington Post's ongoing investigation into the sexual misconduct con- conducted by Alabama senatorial candidate Roy Moore. Remember that shit? Uh-huh. Ah. <clears throat> yes. Roy Moore, but you know, he only did that because he saw the movie Cuties. He only did it because he saw, yeah, well, obviously. Uh, It started with a fake operation and ended with Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe getting ridiculed endlessly on Twitter. Here's what you need to know. So it began uh, with a woman, and like, this is, like, this specific instance is about Roy Moore, but this is basically what they do every single fucking time because they're very tactical in their (laughs) approach to things. So this began when a woman who called herself Lindsay James sent an email to WAPO and said, Roy Moore in Alabama, I might know something, but I need to keep myself safe. How do we do this? And this was a email sent to reporter Beth Reinhardt. After some communication back and forth, uh, which mostly revolved around James requesting promises of protection, they set up and agreed to meet. Uh, her story started to fall apart when reporters learned personal details. Eventually, the woman gave WAPO her real name, Jamie Phillips. Phillips told Reidhard, the reporter, that she had been impregnated by Roy Moore when she was a teenager and lived in, the, in, the, in Alabama in the summer of 92. She said she was only there that summer, yet reporters noticed her cell phone number had an Alabama area code. Hmm. Similarly, WAPO's investigations into Phillips' personal life only led to more falsehoods. A GoFundMe account in Phillips' name was found, centering on her move from Alabama to New York to, quote, combat the lies and deceit of the liberal mainstream media. So you went to WAPO with a juicy story the same time you had a GoFundMe up to protect you from mainstream media? Really? All right. Yeah, well, WAPO, isn't that CIA media? Sure. The CIA is not me. Wait, which one does the CIA basically run? Uh, all of them. But I think you mean the New York Times. <laughs> Wait, particular. New York Times? You sure? New York Times and WAPO. Oh, okay. I didn't know like, about the New York Times. Yeah. 
Um, oh, damn. Phoenix Lita rolled her eyes <laughs> like, this nigga don't know shit. <laughs> when confronted about the GoFundMe, Phillips said she had an interviewed with the Daily Caller, but the Daily Caller had no records of any such interview. Isn't the Daily Caller Ben Shapiro? Or no, that's Daily Wire. Man, they're all daily. They are. The daily conservative. Uh, Project Veritas then hired operatives. uh, Oh, so Project Veritas hires operatives to go undercover in news organizations. Phillips moved to New York, coincided with Project Veritas, posting 12 job openings for undercover operatives to infiltrate news organizations and trick them into believing false stories and then record it to embarrass those organizations. Reinhardt and others were already suspicious of Phillips, and when the Post reporters realized Phillips now just lived 16 miles away from Veritas headquarters, they figured there might be a connection. Phillips was seen entering Project Veritas headquarters after contacting WAPO, and that's when the jig was up. WAPO knew Phillips was a plant and had been trying to con them into publishing a fake story, but it didn't work. Instead of publishing the fake account, WAPO got to publish articles about how they saw through a two-bit anti-media conservative scheme. And of course, it ended with O'Keefe getting dragged by everyone on Twitter. But this isn't the only attempt to discredit WAPO's investigation into Roy Moore. Uh, WAPO reported that several more Alabama residents have confirmed that unknown people claiming to be Post reporters have called, offering money for damaging information against Roy Moore. Conservative websites like the Gateway Pundit helped spread the story and and retweeted a now-deleted Twitter account alleging WAPO was offering $1,000 for fraudulent information. Okay. Uh, This isn't the first time Veritas or O'Keefe have played fast and loose with the truth. CNN reports that O'Keefe is known for exaggerating his findings in effort to generate clicks. He desperately wants his videos to be bombshell game changers that he heavily edits them to make himself look good. For example, they have have an example with a WAPO reporter, Aaron C. Davis. Uh, Keefe basically was like, he's attacking me and like all this shit and like edited it to make it look like the reporter was being like aggressive when that didn't happen. And then I want to double check. I think that uh, that's also the organization that did the um, the selling baby body parts video. Yeah. Same yeah. folks. Project Veritas. Yeah. So this is who Tulsi Gabbard is uh, platforming now. I don't know. Yeah. And it, 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 it makes me come back to the fact that let's not remember how she uh, like kind of got to the graces of the left. Mm-hmm. She left a job in D.C. working for the Obama administration. Yeah. So now, like, this kind of... Because this is like... This is like outside-of-the-box centrism. Mm-hmm. Right? Because she is, like, on the center between a Bernie Sanders and a, a damn near Richard Spencer. <laughs> so I don't like, know if you remember. Um, when I went to D.C. for the sex worker lobby day... Um, one of the uh, offices that I talked to was Tulsi Gabbard's office. Hmm. And of course, you want to do like um, information, you know, research on the person before you, you know, go in the office so you can like, you know, modify your pitch, right? Yeah. Because we're talking about like Sesta Fosta. And of course, you know, like there's a lot of things, right? So if it's somebody who's like more libertarian, you'd be like, hey, Sesta Fosta violates civil liberties. If they're, um, you know, like pro LGBTQ, hey, Sesta Fosta is, you know, disproportionately harming, you know, trans people. You know, like, I mean, uh, and all these things are true, but you really want to like nail a specific message depending on um, the concerns that this politician has showed, right? If they do clickbait blackness, be like, Sesta Fosta won't let you have whole life, H A U X. And so, um, like, when I was researching Gabbard, I was like, 
People keep saying she's a progressive, but the only thing that's really progressive is her environmental record. And they say she's anti-war, but she's in the military. I don't get it. I think, isn't she one of the people that joined the military because of 9-11? I don't remember, but I know she was still active duty, like, at least, like, two years ago. I think she's still active, active duty now. But I was just like... I don't understand what I was supposed to say to this person. And then I kept saying, like, I was so pleasantly surprised because I didn't know what to expect going in her office. But her staffers were, like, actually really informed on Sesta Foster. And I was, like, so impressed because I was reading her, uh, you know, like, history and her voting (laughs) record. And I was like, she's really not that progressive. But this was, of course, before the last, you know, before the election. And then she starts running. And everyone's like, oh, she's a progressive. And I was like, is she? (laughs) Her environmental policies are pretty good. I don't know. But then you got to think, like, <laughs> how easy is it to look progressive next to Kamala Devi? Right. Yeah. Like, you're going to look progressive as shit when you're standing next to Kamala Devi, Pete Booty Giggle. Yeah. Um, th- literally two billionaires. Yeah. Didn't the nigga that was all up on Bernie Sanders uh, fucking... Uh, a big fan. I almost said some fucking oh, um, some tacky cis oh, shit. Oh shit! I don't remember his name. I forgot his name. Yeah, like it, right. It, it wasn't he easy to forget because that's all you can see is just him saying, "Bernie, I just wanted to say hi yep. to you." <laughs> like who left his mic hot for that moment? That was terrible because it was after the um mm-hmm. the one where Snake Warren um lied about Sanders uh, about some dinner meeting, and then um at the end. When um, Sanders was like, whoa, what's going on there? And Warren's like, no, let's not do this here. And then Tom Steyer oh, <laughs> runs yeah. up. He's like, just want to say hi to you, it Bernie. Tom Steyer. Yes, Tom Steyer. Fucking but dork. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, Kamala was what? Um, we can't let people out of prison even though they deserve it because we need slave labor. Yeah, it's actually kind of hard to stand next to that and not look progressive. Yeah. All she has to do is just say I'm anti-war, and then you know how it is in a world with cis hetero males. See, and but now keep in mind, she does not um, like try to campaign like this. Mm-hmm. But apparently, she's into surfing or some shit. Yeah. So there's well, pictures of her in like uh, swimming clothes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she, she, which fucking, the Joe Rogan crowd, of course, they love that shit. But I mean, also like she lives in Hawaii. Of course, she fucking goes surfing. Yeah. Like, you know. Right. And then you look at the reverse of it. Like, I remember just like, it was so tacky. I was in my mid 20s and the Obama campaign is moving forward. But I'm following this outlet called Black Agenda Network. So I'm not so sure about this nickel slick nigga. Mm -hmm. And then a picture leaks of Obama shirtless getting out of a pool. Mm -hmm. And of course, he's pretty cut. And it's like, I, motherfuckers, that shit was tacky. Yeah. All right, but yeah, I'm 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 veering oh, way off of it. I'm tangenting hard. <laughs> no, you're fine, and it's so funny because um, when you look, when you Google Project Veritas, the, all the um, other uh, what do you call like the like recommended searches include Turning Point USA, Prager University, ah. <laughs> and the Oath Keepers. <laughs> Prager. Oh, if that tells you anything. But um, so what's interesting about this shit that Tulsi's pushing is that um, these Project Veritas claims about ballot harvesting, guess who they're tied to? Project Veritas claims about the... Mm-hmm. Guess who they're tied to? You know what? Politics is so fucking weird, I can't do it. <laughs> okay, well, let's think about it like this. Ballot harvesting is basically voter fraud. 
And it's from a right-wing outlet that lies and hates voter fraud, allegedly. Who would they target? I think they would probably target, like, non-white people, right? They oh, love to talk oh, about like non-white people. as far as, like, trying to stop people from voting. Yeah. Yeah, they hate niggers. They do. But also, because they're right-wing, they're probably xenophobic, right? Not really big on Hondurans. Also probably not big on Muslims, right? Oh, yeah, because Muslimia is a place that you Muslimia can immigrate is, from. We, bomb Agrabah now. Um, I remember that. Leftists don't forget shit. There might be but, folks outside of the cultural context for that. Agrabah is a fictional place from the movie Aladdin with Disney. Yes, and they asked, they did a poll and conservatives were like, yes, let's bomb Agrabah. Um, yeah, so it's interesting that this uh, Project Veritas has decided that the person in the middle of this voter scandal is Ilhan Omar. Well, oh, well, thank you for participating. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, allegedly, Minneapolis police are looking into this. Maybe they can look into how their cops kill people and don't get charged. Um Let's see. So, so far, the attorney's office uh, said that they were made aware of allegations, but have received no information or cases involving alleged ballot harvesting. All right. So if Project Veritas has evidence of election law violations, they should should provide it to the Minneapolis Police Department. Project Veritas is known for its controversial videos, sometimes selectively edited or recorded in secret with the aims of exposing an alleged bias in mainstream media. The right-wing group said it obtained videos from Minneapolis resident Liban Mohammed, brother of Minneapolis City Council member Jamal Osman, claiming he received money to collect 300 absentee ballots in a single day for his brother's special race in the 6th Ward last month. So keep in mind... Um, the actual, like, not that I trust police, but hmm. the actual police and the uh, district attorney, county attorney, said they have received no actual information from Project Veritas, but Tulsi Gabbard felt a need to tweet it with Project Veritas's name in it and say they've offered evidence of ban, ban, uh, ballot harvesting. And that's why it's like, nigga, hap- like, these people have budgets. You have staffers. Like, I don't need, like, if I was one of these fucking big time politicians, I would not control my own Twitter. That would be my staff who can look up shit and know what's going on. Well, and it's funny because obviously this didn't work out because she tweeted this 13 hours ago. Oh, yeah. There's 28,000 likes, but the comments, this is proof that you are not fit to run. Tulsi, Project Veritas is crap. Stop promoting them. An article, the article I mentioned about um, the Project Veritas thing with Roy Moore. Um, Tulsi Gabbard is warning everyone on the left who tries to make established Democrats Democrats bad. All right, there you go. Um, uh, Project Veritas, seriously, just a series of clown emojis. Uh, someone laughing, someone eye rolling. She lost me on this one. Someone who has a MAGA fucking thing. Please make sure Ilhan goes to jail for this and is deported because we can deport citizens now. I don't know. I oh, guess that's a thing. Oh, well, well, yeah. Uh, Burger King foot lettuce. <laughs> that's someone's name? No, that's somebody's comment. Burger King foot lettuce. Yes. Well. Uh, someone said, I'm a big supporter, Tulsi. I donated to your primary campaign multiple times, but I think you've got this one wrong. Uh, Tulsi, don't fall for right-wing conspiracy nuts like Project Veritas. LOL, Project Veritas. I really want to support you, but referencing Project Veritas is not helping. 
yeah. Are the neoliberals jumping in to say, look, this is the Bernie left. No, because they hate Project Veritas too. Project Veritas did the Planned Parenthood thing. No, but for them to say, look, because oh. they hate oh. Tulsi Gabbard. Because Tulsi Gabbard was something with Assad. And I don't know oh. much about Assad and no, gas. I don't they, follow that story. Because Not they my were lane. laughing about Tulsi being like shunned by the Bernie left. So like they already like know that there's not like necessarily a lot of love between Tulsi supporters and Bernie bros. <laughs> the Bernie left. It, does that even exist anymore? You ever look at Bernie Sanders' comment sections in the past few months? Yeah, well, you sold us out, burned off. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're mad. <laughs> uh, like, and I mean, I get it. I want to be mad too, but he did have a fucking heart attack. Like, yeah, which no. and that's in a screenshot of a uh, like, basically, again, folks, screenshots of tweets are memes on Facebook, where somebody was like, "I can't believe y'all didn't know that billionaires don't pay taxes." Bernie Pretty literally had, had a heart attack text. trying to tell y'all. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I made a tweet about that too and I was like it's weird how all the people who said Bernie wasn't a viable candidate because all he does is yell about millionaires and billionaires are now suddenly offended that a billionaire doesn't pay taxes because the billionaire in question is Trump like you know but whatever uh, Alex Jones wearing a tinfoil hat gif uh, holy shit Gabbard you're pushing far right wing conspiracy theorist James O'Keefe that's the fucker's name yeah james o'keefe all right yeah yeah people are it's just literally like i've never be i've never seen someone so thoroughly dragged in a comment section who is like an elected official yeah well yeah i guess not well really not that's the only actually i guess because like that is the comment section like there are no comments that are like Except for the MAGA hat guy. Yeah, there's the MAGA hat guy. And there's, like, three people who were like, thank you for this. But it is overwhelmingly, like, negative. Is she going to release a statement tweet later? Of course not. Politicians don't apologize. No statement tweet? No. Well, fine then. Folks, this is still a news and comment podcast. I think it is. Maybe. It could be. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't know we were still recording. Oh, just tossing up one more. One more because it's neat. This is off the newsweek.com. The newsweek that's telling me that here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, it's currently 59 degrees. I think I might be switching to the heavier coat a little earlier than I planned. Hmm. Uh, fucking So um a police feller said I got shot in an ambush. His name is um, John Michael Gullert Jr. That is quite a name. Gullert. G-O-U-L-A-R-T. So Gullert Jr. G.J. <laughs> a pig in Pineville, Louisiana. Is accused of having altered the facts on uh, after an incident on Sunday. A police officer, you say? Yeah, which is weird. Oh, the facts. Yeah, because that's only Trump. Only bad things are done by Trump with alternative facts and whatnot. Maybe they alternativized the facts. Oh, um, maybe it's just an alternative truth. There we go. Yeah, it's, it's just a truth. yeah, yeah. It's like uh, what do they call it? He said, she said. Yeah, they're just alternatives to each other. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like what did this com- a comedian said? Whenever a guy breaks up with a woman, it's like, oh well, she just went crazy. 
what what do you mean she went crazy she went crazy i slept with her sister she went crazy yeah <laughs> like oh context mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> so uh gullert said that he got shot in the leg with a second bullet hitting the rear door of his police car while he was at a shopping center in the city now on monday the deputy chief daryl bosco of the pineville public information uh, said that the officer had come under fire after being ambushed and a local news outlet check out those local folks kalb tv they quoted bosco saying quote there are a lot of shots fired and my screen just auto scrolled mm-hmm. there were a lot of shots fired at the officer the officer didn't return fire on anybody he was exiting the patrol vehicle at the shopping center whenever he was ambushed by an unknown person at this time and two shots were fired one striking him and the other hitting the vehicle mm-hmm. but however i love when when like however is like a journalist saying it's about to get fun like i wonder if journalists actually love that word the kevin hart it's about to go down (laughs) my mama said all right um uh, however on tuesday the department announced that an investigation had led to a determination that the officer shot himself. Huh. (sighs) And concealed and altered the facts. How the fuck? I like the word concealed right there. Like, what? Did he put a tourniquet on the bullet wound? Like, nigga, concealed. That's fun. Um, A statement supplied to Newsweek by the Pineville Police Department said the investigation was now closed and that the 25 year old officer oh that's the first thing you do with your fully developed brain is shoot yourself and lie about it oh shit man it's over bring on that climate change Mm. Um, they said um the 25 year old officer had been charged with one count of criminal mischief and one count of malfeasance in office He was released from the custody of the Rapids Parish Detention Center, reportedly on a $10,500 bond, and has been placed on administrative leave. The incident is not the first of its kind involving a police officer apparently shooting themselves. Really? In December, where? Where, oh where? Hmm. In December... A Florida police officer <laughs> shot himself in the hand. Nigga, your hand? Isn't your... That means while one hand is on the trigger, the other hand is in front of the gun? You only have two, man. And you use one of them to make the gun do gun things. I actually would laugh um, even more if this happened while he was trying to get it out of the holster. No, you know how they use like two hands to try to get out of the holster, but like, (laughs) no, I don't know because I don't gun because this is what would happen to me and every podcaster that I have destroyed in a podcast beef gets to make a comeback because Bernie bro Williams shot himself trying to be the leader of Antifa like 
I'm not doing that to myself. I'm not getting or using a gun because I'm too clumsy. All right, so f- shot himself in the hand yes. after firing his weapon at a dog. Oh, no. Nigga. <laughs> That was chi- that was charging towards him allegedly uh, during a home visit. A home visit. Mm-hmm. Is that what they did to Brianna? Yes. The officer fired one shot, which hit his own hand and grazed the dog. I, Is that like some weird way of petting the dog? I don't know. Like I, I don't know. That's the worst way to blow a kiss I've ever heard of in my fucking life. <laughs> Uh, it continues. Uh, this is a, uh, quote from, uh, police Lieutenant Mark Leone. When a police officer got in front of the door of the residence, the family pet ran right past him and went towards the officer. The officer was in fear, drew his firearm and fired one shot. End quote. In a separate incident earlier in 2019, an officer from Cambridge, Massachusetts, accidentally shotted himself in the leg with his department-issued gun. <sighs> so they're not calling it a service revolver on this one, <laughs> which is an oxymoron out of this world. <laughs> um, the unnamed officer, fuck that, name this nigga. I'm not, I should be checking my decibels. <laughs> The unnamed officer was getting out of his personal car. Also, he had the department-issued gun in his personal car um, outside of the Cambridge Police Department. Uh, Maybe he was going to work. I don't know. When he shot himself once in the leg. Uh Excuse my yawn. No. The wounded officer was treated at a local hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. In 2015, an off-duty officer accidentally shot himself in the stomach. How? Nigga, what are you doing? And that's got to hurt so bad. And there's a bunch of stuff in there, like intestines and a stomach and a liver and like a spleen and shit. Nigga, getting punched in the stomach is a motherfucker. That was how I found out how to get bullies up off of me when I was on, uh, somewhere around six years old. Uh, <clears throat> uh, in 2015, an off-duty police officer shot himself in the stomach in an elevator in Cincinnati. Um, CCTV footage uh, showed Daryl Jout, J-O-U-E-T-T. Is that one of them, them French uh, nigga words? I don't know. Daryl Jout. <laughs> is it, uh, who Maybe was it's jute rhymes with butte montana see even jute sounds anti-semitic it's jute. <laughs> <laughs> like either you're a, either you're a person either you're a person who has a hispanic background from new york talking about young people or you're an anti-semite but jute is a type of fiber and you can use it to make rope hey and i was down there i was i was teaching the jutes how to read there was a lot of jutes out there, like or ute. Rope. 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 Rope a dope? Maybe. Oprah Sopra on a Ropra? Oh my god. People that were big fans of the show Married with Children got that. Uh, <clears throat> in 2015, he shot himself in the stomach. Daryl Jute, who was with his wife. Ah, 
I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh, trying to replace his gun in the holster when it accident. Why was it out of the holster? I want to know the reason it was out of the holster. What is it about elevators that make you take your gun out of the holster? Uh, he was showing off. Ah, the bullet ricocheted off the walls before hit. Oh my god! <laughs> That's the worst bounce house ever. Oh, no! Oh, no! So just no. dancing bullet. Everybody, watch out! <laughs> you know how fast bullets move. Off the walls before hitting him in the stomach. Jute from Kentucky. Oh, God. Of course, mm. was wounded in the incident but made a full recovery. And because this was Kentucky, I'm sure he'll be charged with endangering those walls. <laughs> okay. I've literally, like, laughed myself into being kind of lightheaded. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally have insufficient oxygen going to the brain right now. Cause I that's see it. That's how funny it is when cops get hurt. It is. Um, right. Can I just add something real quick on a serious note, though? Uh-oh. Uh, yes. Speaking of cops um, and bullets and whatnot. So there's an update on the Breonna Taylor case. Uh, yeah. Originally, the attorney general said that uh, Brianna's boyfriend shot a cop. Now ballistics is not confirming that. That it might have been a friendly fire incident. And one of the cops shot the other cop. Or himself or whoever got shot. God damn. Blue on blue crime. Yes. So because uh, a Kentucky state police ballistics report does not support the state attorney general David Cameron's assertion that Breonna Taylor's boyfriend Kenneth Walker shot a police officer the night she was killed. Cameron said Wednesday the investigation uh, uh, regarding the investigation uh, that they had ruled out friendly fire from Officer Brent Hankinson as the source of the shot that went through Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly's thigh, reprompting him and Officer Miles Cosgrove to return fire, killing Taylor. So it actually, uh, they eliminated it because all three officers had 40 caliber handguns. However, it turns out Hankinson also had a 9mm, which is what the cop got shot with. And Brianna Taylor's boyfriend had a 9mm. So initially they said, oh, the cops all had 40s. Uh, the boyfriend had a 9. Clearly it was the boyfriend. And that's what sparked off the shooting was the boyfriend shooting them. So the cops had to return fire. It's actually looking now like one of the cops accidentally shot another cop and the cops started panicking and firing. And that's what killed Brianna Taylor. Jay with the gauge and vanilla with the nine. All right. Um, fuck. No, that is not funny. No. Yeah. No oxygen back in brain. Yes. I'm here. I'm clear. Uh, that sounds like I'm appropriating. Mm. All right, so I guess that should be that. I have an hour and 36 minutes of material here. Oh, well, is that all? <laughs> so whoever that is, so you said someone that works as a truck driver checks out the program? No, somebody who works for um, Swap in Florida, I think Tampa Bay maybe, um, but one of the Florida chapters, and they do the needle exchange. And actually, they have the second largest ne needle exchange in the, in the state of Florida, and so they're constantly, like, picking up used needles and handing out Narcan and other supplies and things like that. But because they're going from place to place, they're driving, I think, like, 3,000 miles a week. Yeah, so they listen to the podcast a lot. So. Okay, well, here's an uh, uh, extra grande episode for ya. All right, <laughs> that ought to wrap that up. Oh, and if you like uh, cops uh, getting shot... This may be the best Patreon pitch ever. 
It's patreon.com slash wine cellar media fund. Um, and if you like when cops shoot themselves, paypal.me slash Phoenix and William. If you like when cops shoot each other, cash app dollar sign Phoenix Kaliter. And if you just want them to be abolished, Venmo at wine cellar media. Yes. Basically. A as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every way that you can support the wine cellar injures a cop. Fry them like bacon. 